Hello and welcome to another episode of the Diet Obsessed Podcast. I am your host, Veronica Santarelli, and this is a podcast for those of us who are just obsessed with all things diet culture, fitness, wellness trends, food, how celebrities get results. I also review other podcasts on these topics. On this show, I like to discuss details and the reality of trying to find balance in a world full of extremes. All right, let's get into the show. Now, if you want to support the show, there are a couple ways you can do that. You can leave a rating and a review. That means so much to us podcasters. You can also subscribe to Craving More, which is my premium content. So every month I do two free episodes and then two episodes minimum for Craving More. I also have a VIP tier on Patreon. So you can uh, download the Patreon app or go to the link in my bio and you can subscribe to Craving More. And if you don't want to subscribe, leaving a rating and review is really, really helpful. So much appreciated. Now, I did want to talk to you about our sponsor, which is a trusted nutrition program focused on healthy aging and longevity. It's called ProLon for promoting longevity, and it helps maintain health, energy, clarity, weight, and performance while supporting healthy aging and rejuvenation of the cells. As you all know, I'm very much about slowing down the aging process and increasing longevity, and that starts with what you're consuming on a regular basis. Their main product is the Prolon 5-Day Nutrition that feeds the body with clean premium ingredients while providing the rejuvenation benefits of fasting. I'm actually going to be starting uh, my second time doing the 5-Day, I think on Monday. I'm going to be doing it with my boyfriend. I'm very excited for him to do it. He's excited to do it. Um, hopefully he makes it through. <laughs> um, but the Prolon system allows you to eat for five days and your metabolism and cells think you're fasting. It's the number one doctor recommended fasting nutrition program based on over 20 years of research and developed at the Longevity Institute of the University of Southern California. In human studies, Prolon showed to reduce biological age as well as risk factors for health conditions. It's a great body and spiritual reset that combines plant-based nutrition with spirituality and rejuvenation. Fasting is common in all divine religions and major meditation schools, and now science has uncovered that there are major benefits of this practice. You can check out Prolon's nutrition products and program, and you can you can uh, get the Prolon 5-Day along with many, many other products. Um, they actually recommend doing the 5-Day program three times a year. But if you go to ProlonLife.com, you can get a discount off your order. If you uh, put in Veronica 20 at checkout, you'll get 20% off your order. So you can go to the link in my bio on Instagram at the Diet Obsessed Podcast, and you can uh, go to the link in my bio and you'll find a link to Prolon. And again, you can use Veronica 20 for uh, a discount on your order. Enjoy. All right, let's get into the show. Now, after my regular segments in a few minutes, I'm going to be uh, reviewing the Taylor Strecker show, one of the podcasts that I review um, pretty often. Uh, there was a little section from the last episode or one of the recent episodes where one of the co-hosts was talking about how he's trying to cut 
off carbs. And there were just some interesting little tidbits in there. So I wanted to kind of talk about, you know, what happens to you when you just cut out all starchy foods and carbs. I mean, not all carbs, because there's, he's not cutting out vegetables, but you know, he's cutting out like the rice and the pasta and the breads and all that. Um, so I just wanted to talk to, talk about what typically happens when you just completely cut that out of your diet. Um, and then uh, some discrimination in healthcare uh, also came up in that episode, which, you know, we've talked about that quite a bit on this show with different fat influencers. And I just thought it was really interesting uh, how it came up in this specific show. Uh, so I'm going to be reviewing that in a few minutes. Now, I did just release a new VIP episode recently. And if I may say myself, it was a very good one. I actually did a podcast review from The Drive from Dr. Peter Atia and Artia. And he had interviewed uh, best-selling author Michael Easter, who is a gentleman who wrote uh, The Comfort Crisis, which I really want to go back and read. Um, he also wrote this book called The Scarcity Brain. And it gets into kind of, you know, our mentality, our evolutions as humans, why we have a tendency to overeat, um, and and all kinds of other addictive behaviors. But I, I pretty much focus a lot on the eating part and a couple other sections, but, um, but it was a really good one. So if you are interested in checking out that episode, uh, you can go to the link in my bio on Instagram, and you can uh, download the Patreon app, and you can listen to that via. VIP episode when you subscribe to the VIP tier. Um, next week, I am going to be doing my Craving More episode is going to be another uh, The Drive, which is a podcast from Dr. Peter Atia, like I just mentioned. I'm going to be doing another one of his episodes. And I haven't listened to it yet. I just listened to a couple um, little snippets of it, but I was kind of distracted when I was listening to it. And, and I kind of caught a, a piece of it where I was like, ooh, this is really good information. And I wanted to go back and just listen more thoroughly and do a review on it. Because he talks about, it's he's talking about, you know, training, the importance of training with a goal. And he talks about this, you know, having a goal called the centenarian decathlon. And so I don't know exactly what that is. I'm going to be re reviewing this soon and listening to the full episode, or at least the part where he talks about that. Um, and but it, it, I think I know it's it's kind of like the, a training method to reach a hundred years old and to stay fit while you're reaching those higher ages. And so I'm very interested in that. I think that um, you know the healthier, the more balance we have as we age, the more strength that we have, the more muscle we have, the better, right? And you know I certainly like to pass on these tips to my mom and my stepfather because I want them to live forever. <laughs> Obviously, that's not possible, but I do want them to be extremely mobile well into their 80s and 90s because I think they'll both, you know, live very long lives, and I want them to be able to travel and do all kinds of cool stuff with us right now. So, um, anyway, I think that's part of the importance of taking care of your health. If you have kids, you know, you want to be there for them and, and actually be able to do stuff with them as you age. So, um, you know, I wish my dad had, had, um, had thought about that. I mean, he, he didn't. So he, you know, we always wanted him to visit us more and do those things, but he, he was sick, you know, and, and I think that that's really sad when, you know, you don't have some balance in your life and care about some nutrition and, and moving your body so that you can stay fit longer. But that's my personal strong opinion. Anyway, let's get into my segments before I get into the podcast review. 
All right, let's get into my mental health check-in. So I, the last time I talked to you, or at least my Craving More episode, I talked about how we had, you know, again, my, my mental health is mainly affected these days by my entrepreneurial journey. And so a lot of what I talk about is updates in the business we're trying to open in Massachusetts, because again, getting this damn license for this business has been a three-year project and we're getting so close. So we had submitted everything on our end and it was uh, accepted by the regulatory board. And then literally like, and this happens all the time in the cannabis industry, like the city that you're doing business in suddenly just like throws a wrench in your plans. And I'd gotten a call from the building commissioner of, of Salem, which is where our business is going to be in Massachusetts. And they were, they were like, Oh, well, we, we need to look closer at this. This is marijuana. This wasn't on your original permit. And we, I know that the last city solicitor that was here approved this, but, um, you know, we, there's a new city solicitor and I'm the new building commissioner. And, you know, this is, you know, they might have given approval three years ago, but now, you know, we're in place now and we need to take a closer look at this and decide if it's going to go into the zoning board of appeals. And that getting that call was like, no, 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 because that just means months and who knows, that could mean we don't get into business or it could mean that it's just more months and months and months of going through the zoning board where you we're just going to go out, you know, we're going to run out of money and not be able to pay our rent. And it, it's, that's what bleeds entrepreneurs dry, like in the cannabis industry anyway, is just all of this red tape from the city, you know, approval system. And you know, they, we, we'd had those approvals and that's why we decided to go to Salem because we knew that, that having, we had this by right zoning there and then they're basically trying to say, well, we're going to change our minds about that, which it, it's, it was crazy because it's like in the law and like, well, how can you, but they can do whatever they want. I mean, they can, you know, we would have had to sue them and they would, it's, it would have been a nightmare. You know, we don't have the money for that. So I was, I've just been very stressed out and, you know, our partner, our social equity partners, like I talked to them, I think it's going to go through, no problem. But it was taking so long. Like we had to get back, like the city solicitor had to come back from vacation on the 16th. So I've just been waiting for the 16th. You know, I'm taping this on the 18th. And so I'm like, on the day of the 16th, I like could barely sleep the night before. I was like, is she going to approve it? Is she, you know, and we didn't hear anything from her. Dan, our, our partner had been calling and calling and... I'm like, do you, do you think I should send an email? And he's like, you know, it's not going to hurt. So I sent this email, you know, desperate situation in the subject line, facing bankruptcy, you know, and I, I said, you know, I wrote this great email about how, you know, her female and social equity owned company, we, you know, this is why we came to Salem, because we knew that there was by right zoning and blah, blah, blah. So I, I sent that email and first thing in the morning, we got an email back from the the city solicitor who was like, okay, we'll get this done today. And I was like, thank God. Now, we didn't get it yesterday. It, it actually, I think, happened today. Like, I did get word that, um, you know, that our, our inspector had talked to the city, the building commissioner and the city solicitor. And I think, I think everything's moving forward. So I'm hoping to hear tomorrow. Now the next thing is like, are we going to be on the February meeting for our final license approval? If we are, oh my God, it's going to be so huge for it's, it's, that's our final license. And then we can, 
we have a few, we've definitely have like a few more weeks of work before we get our like commence operations, which means we can actually start delivering and go into business. But oh my God, this is just taking, it's, it's, it was just inching, inching, inching forward, roadblock, you know, forward step back or step back and inching, inching, inching forward again. And just a lot of stress and frustration and tears <laughs> in between that. So, um, I think we're close. I, I'm, so I'll, I'll hopefully have a really good update for you on my next podcast, but things, things seem to be moving forward, which I'm very, very, very happy about. So, you know, if I taped this yesterday, my mental health would have been a little worse, but everything today has been really positive. And so I'm super excited and, you know, I'm starting to kind of let myself dream about you know, how I'm going to grow and who I'm going to meet with when I get there. And I'm just, I haven't really let myself do that because I'm like, no, like that might not happen. We, we have to get this license. What if we don't, you know, so, and I'm starting to get excited. So we'll see. So that, that's good. And then I'm also definitely in a better mental health space because I'm back in Arizona with my boyfriend, with my dogs, and it's just nice to be back, have my home gym here, the sunshine, and it's it's really nice to be back for for a little while until I have to go launch this business. But um, I'm just you know cuddling the dogs and you know having my superfood smoothie and my you know Cuisinart food processor and you know just enjoying being home and you know just very grateful. So anyway, my mental health is good. I I updated my vision board. And, you know, 2024 will hopefully be a great year. I hope all of you have had a great mental health week yourselves. All right, let's get into my diet culture media moment. Now, I didn't have one until I was just scrolling on Instagram right before I hopped on to tape this. So let's see, was it my, I think my last episode, yeah, my last episode I did the Real Foodology review um, she, this was a girl named Courtney Swan. She has an MS in nutrition and integrative health. And she had done this interview with this plastic surgeon. Anyway, it's a good episode. Um, and so, so now I follow her on Instagram. I like, I like following her. She has, she has some good content, but, uh, so she, she had just posted this. It was a, it was like a repost from a TikTok and it was this girl who had, who's making her daughter breakfast and you see her putting like three or four like mini like powdered sugar donuts on this plastic tray, cutting them up with a spoon and then putting this like probably my guess was it was like one of those like juice packs, like the kind of sugary juice packs or one of those like gogurt type things that have, again, just lots of sugar in that. Right. And, and, and then I just looked at and and the comment that, Courtney had written on it was, what, what did she say? She said, so in the video, it says, plate my one-year-old's breakfast with me. So that's what the girl that was actually videoing it for TikTok wrote on it. And Courtney added, and experts are saying it's just genetics. And you see her in the video kind of pointing to that. And so obviously being like, and, and the girl in the video, the mom who's cutting up the donuts is overweight and she is, you know, so, so Courtney's basically like, no, it's not genetics. It's what you're feeding your kid. And, and so, and, and then I just started reading the comments and 
uh, there was a lot of people, there were a lot of people that were kind of like shaming the mom. Like, how can you feed that poison to your daughter? How can you blah, blah, blah. And then there were a lot of people that were saying, how dare you shame this woman? She's doing the best she can. Shout out to all the moms doing the best they can with what they have and so on and so forth. So I thought it was interesting. I'm curious what all of you think. I'm sure there are some differing opinions in this, but what do you think of this? Do you think this is something that should be highlighted and talked about? I mean, obviously I'm talking about it. Um, you know, I, I there were some interesting comments. Some people are like, you know, you're assuming that she knows better, right? There are a lot of people that don't know better, Right. I, when I inter when I did that review of Isima, the CEO of Weight Watchers, she's like a lot of people assume that there's a lot of knowledge about nutrition out there. And there's a lot of people that just have no knowledge at all. And um, and I think she's right. I you know, some some moms might be feeding that and thinking that this is this is what breakfast is. Right. And not thinking about any types of, you know, cancer that could develop from ultra processed foods and, and that kind of thing. So. But I also think that, you know, when they when they kind of talk about, oh, diets don't work. Well, when you're when you're trying to cut out all processed foods and, you know, maybe you're somebody that's been raised on food like this, right on, you know, you're eating mac and cheese with hot dogs in it for for lunch and you're eating this, you know, donuts for breakfast and you're getting eating McDonald's for dinner like that's that is some American households. And the kids don't know better. The kids are enjoying it. You know, it's ultra processed food. How you're, it's, it's chemically engineered to be enjoyable, to be addictive. And, and again, like some parents raise their kids on what they were raised on. And so, so it's, it's when, when you think about, oh, you know, you, the fat doctor talks about how, oh, diets are unsustainable diet, you know, you know, people that that sudden that are raised in on ultra processed foods, and then just try to make the complete switch to maybe just whole foods, and then, you know, obviously they're gonna crave the processed foods, and it's gonna be hard for them to stick to something long term because they've just been raised differently. You know, they've been raised on ultra ultra you know processed foods. So, and I had a lot of processed foods in my diet when I grew up, you know, and that's why I, I really have to focus on, you know, eating with nutrition, you know, because I do want the health benefits and, and my body feels better and I feel better when I'm eating the good, healthy, nutritious whole food. But I am someone that loves that junk food too, or, you know, I know you're not supposed to call it junk food, but in, I, I call it indulgent food. I think that's an acceptable term, but I, I just think that, we live in this world where we are surrounded by the ultra processed food and it's a it's a conscious effort to say no and i think that i do i do agree that i think that some some people are doing the best they can with what they have you know and i do think that i see i admire parents who want to be a good example for their children you know, you you look at the Diet Starts Tomorrow girls who, you know, want their kids to see them out there walking and, and you know, incorporating just some of these healthy habits naturally so that the kids want to copy them. I mean, that's what kids do. They copy what their parents do. So, you know, that's why I do think it's important that parents start feeding their kids things other than chicken nuggets and, and pizza as, you know, when they're young because then they'll have a more a palette for 
whole foods and for for nutritious things along with the other stuff like you know you're you're never going to cut all that stuff out and look I'm not a parent so I'm just I I say this with no judgment to what any parents do um I just think that I think it's it's a, a beautiful thing if parents do that for their children because Obviously, you know, there is science talking about how a lot of these diseases, chronic health conditions are created by some of the choices we make in our nutrition. And so if you're preparing your kids, the taste buds to like the fruits and vegetables and whole foods, then, you know, they're, they're just going to have a, an easier time in life balancing the indulgent foods and ultra processed foods with whole foods. So so what do I, what do I, what is my opinion on, because I did, I, 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 when I was watching it, I'm kind of like, oh, that's, that is kind of like, she's kind of like highlighting and kind of making fun of her a little bit. But I also, I also see her point, right? I, I do think that there was one lady that's like, it would have been better for you just to reach out to her on a personal level, like just like DM her and and try to offer her some education on it versus putting it on your own social media and highlighting it and shaming her. Um, do I think she was shaming her? I don't. I, I, I think she's pointing out something that because the, there are a lot of like the fat doctor. Sorry. Like I, again, I, I did a podcast review on her so I could really understand what she's saying. And she's saying all diets fail and, 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 and all of these kind of <laughs> crazy things, not crazy things, but she, she wants to end fat phobia, which I think is a great mission. But I also think that, um, you know, I, th I think it is important to incorporate some level of nutrition, you know, to ha and have some balance. And I think that, you know, there are people that go so the opposite way that I think that some of these things can be educational and can highlight. So I think what I was saying is that, you know, somebody like the fat doctor will talk about that it's, it's, it's just genetics. Right. And, and it is there. There's also there's obviously a lot of people that are born into larger body sizes culturally, genetically. And that's why body acceptance and body positivity and body neutral neutrality is important. But also it's not 100 percent genetics. Right. We can people can have a level of fitness and can, you know, can be in not that the goal should be a smaller body. Right. But because if someone is overweight, it might not just be genetics. It might also be attributed to their to what they're consuming on a regular basis in terms of food choices. So I don't know. I I I thought it was a really interesting post. And look, the girl put it on there herself. Okay, if you're putting yourself on social media, you're asking for comments, right? Like you just are. And so like, just like I deal with my own criticism, because I get plenty, I'm putting myself out there. I'm making these comments, I'm sharing my opinions. And sometimes I th say things on here that when I listen back, I'm like, oh my God, like that came out horrible. And that is not even what I meant to say. So, you know, take everything I say with a grain of salt. <laughs> but um, no, I, I just think that, uh, I don't know. I, I don't, I think that because this woman taped herself now it's another thing if 
Courtney like saw her at a at a restaurant and like video started videotaping her herself and then put it on her. That would be a complete violation. But the girl put it on her own ins or her own TikTok. So yeah, I think it's fine to share and to use for education. So that's my opinion. What's your opinion? What do you think about that? Do you think it's okay to make make comments or to share stuff like that? What do you think about the message that was on that post? If you want to see it for yourself, Courtney's at Real Foodology. Uh, so let me know. Feel free to DM me. All right. Now let's get into my anti-aging antics. So I have got a Disport appointment next week. I'm very excited about. Um, who my, my lady out there who hates me that I talk about Botox all the time will love that comment, but... Hey girl. Uh so I found this place that only does only charges $4.50 a unit and my friend uh my friend referred me. So it's no longer will I go on Groupon. I found this lady that was I got a referral for and my friend looks great. So I'm super excited. I'm going to get my neck done. I got to see if there's something she can do about my my jowl area. I don't know what's ha- it's it's, it's, it's getting bad. But anyway, I'm very excited about that. And speaking of my jowls, so the, the other thing that I wanted to talk about is something that is interesting, but scary. So have you seen that device that like literally lifts your skin? Now I, there's one called Lux, L-U-X-E. There's, I think there's a, many of them. And at first I was like, this is crazy. Who would get this? But apparently it is cleared by the FDA. Not that that means it can't ultimately harm you, as we know from like the opioid crisis, right? But it says uh, it will naturally lift the face and fight wrinkles and fine lines. It combines microcurrent with red and infrared lasers and LEDs. I mean, this is this is this specific product, I guess. It says 410MW total, I don't know what that means, but total power output. Um, it delivers more power and light energy than any other comparable devices on the market. I mean, obviously, I'm very into red therapy. Like I just got, I just did that today. Um, but like, a, like I actually went into an infrared sauna. And I do believe in the benefits of some of that light therapy. This seems weird, though. It literally like lifts your skin and my question is what are the like I don't know can it harm you long term it was on sale for $79 I guess it's normally $2.99 but I don't know I think Andy Labs bought one she works at People she's the beauty editor I she did say that she had bought some for some girls at her office I kind of want to follow up and see not that I not that I would use this. I do want to find some treatments that can target the jowl area and there's some other things, but um but this I don't know about this. I have have any of you seen this or know anybody that's used it? If you have, DM me. Would love to hear. All right, let's get into my healthy habits segment. So let's see. So coming back from Maine. I, I I did get into the lounge before I left 
and I made a good food choice. I did have cucumbers with hummus. I just saw this huge plate of, of cucumbers and I'm like, mm, I love cucumbers and I love hummus. So I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll make a healthy choice here. What I had in my bag for later is another, another, it's the next segment, my tasty treat segment. But, um, but the cucumbers was a healthy choice. I did I mean, I got on the scale right when I got home from the airport at like 1130 at night and I was just, I was feeling bloated and I, and I, had, I mean, you know, definitely had, had gained some weight from the last, you know, last week of my vacation, I think, or the whole vacation, who knows, but, um, but I did, I did want to eat some protein again. I am still very focused on the whole getting more protein in and I bought a filet mignon and I ate one for dinner. The last one, I ate half of it on Friday. And then I decided that I was either going to eat it in the morning Sunday before I left, or I was going to turn it into a steak sandwich, which is what I did. I, I had forgotten that my mother had gotten me this delicious olive roll from this standard bakery in Portland. And so I'm like, oh, I forgot about that olive roll. So I ended up cutting it in half and putting my filet in there. And I was like, okay, this is going to be good for the plane. And so I brought that and, you know, I've been getting back into my superfood smoothie since I've been back. I'm going to do prolon next week. So I didn't really want to go grocery shopping. Um, I kind of want to, I hate having food around <laughs> when I'm doing prolon because I'm tempted by it. So I'm just trying to kind of clear out, you know, anything that is going to be slightly tempting. And so I, I just went and bought some avocados because I had no avocados left and I'm just using up. So I bought like some frozen fruit just to make my superfood smoothies. And, um, I had some turkey, some ground turkey in the freezer. So I had Chad make his turkey meatballs with some of the stuffing in there and corn. So those are good. I mean, those are really satisfying and high in protein, delicious. So I've been eating like the turkey meatballs with my superfood smoothie. And so that's been satisfying and healthy and high in protein and so that's been good. Uh, yeah, so Chad is going to do Prolon with me starting next week. I am so... It's, and now he's he's excited to do it. And I'm like, so do you think you're going to be able to stick to it? And he's like, I'm going to try. And I'm like, you have to eat the food. Like, he's not going to like... I know him. He's not going to like the food. And I mean, he'll like the soup fine. He'll like the olives. He'll eat the crackers. That That's not... He'll, he, I just don't think he's going to like the sh um, the bars. And, you know, he's not going to, I doubt he'll drink the tea, but, um, and hopefully he drink, I think he'll drink the drink, the little amino acid thing, but, um, I'm excited. I, I really, I'm really thrilled that he wants to do this with me because, you know, he's, I, I know that he was eating, you know, very indulgently when I was gone. And I mean, he said it, he's like, I need you to get back and we'll get on track together. And, um, you know, Chad likes to do like little things like this and little challenges. He he mainly does it with fitness. This is the first time I think that we're doing something together nutrition wise. So it's exciting. I'm like, um, I, I hope he's, I want him to, I want both of us to be just like the first time when I did it. I want us to really be perfect on it. 
And I'm not trying to put pressure on the situation, but like, I want him to see the benefits of it. And then hopefully it'll help him make healthier choices as we progress into the new year. And so I will be documenting it on Instagram. Follow me at the Diet Obsessed Podcast. And I will be sharing his grimaces. <laughs> he, you know, the, the food is actually good. Like the, except for the, I don't really like the bars, the nut bars, but uh, I'm excited. So I will be reporting about that next week in on Craving More. I'll be talking about the midst of it. And then on the following free episode in February, I think it's February 1st, I will be, um, I will be letting you know if we were able to complete it, you know, perfectly. So I will be reporting back. And then I do have some interviews coming up. I I decided this is the year that I'm going to say yes to more interviews that come my way. Uh, So one, uh, I can't remember. Oh, Dr. Anthony Belducci. I know. I think um, I'm thinking of a different guy. That might be close. Anyway, I'll, I'll I'll talk about that. He he seems to have a similar story. Like his dad was really sick and died, you know, died before, you know, died early, and you know, he had to kind of watch that. Which I think so. It's it seems like a very similar story. Why he's really passionate about fitness and and he's a naturopath here in Arizona. So I'm excited to do that interview. So those will be coming up. Um. And then as far as working out, you know, I'm back in my home gym. So that's exciting. I, you know, it's, I, I do like having a treadmill around. I just do it just, you know, just my interval training that I do on my treadmill. I, I know I'm going to sweat. I get to kind of pretend I'm in a music video with my headphones on. And it's just, it's, it's where I do some manifesting. And so I just, I like, I like having a, a treadmill near me. And so been doing that with my kettlebell swings, been doing my, uh, I'm doing my stretching. I, my leg, I'm telling you, I don't know what the hell is wrong with it. It is so annoying. It is so painful. This hamstring thing. I I don't know what's happening to it. I'm, I'm hoping that my stretches that my mom taught me will work, but it's, it's just so tight and painful. This cord that goes down the back of my leg. I don't know what is happening, but Anyway, so I'm working on that, but definitely still, you know, I'm, I'm going to be doing some Pilates soon, probably next week. Um, so anyway, those are my healthy habits for this past week. And I hope all of you have had some healthy habits yourselves. All right, let's get into my tasty treat section. So before I left Maine, as I was driving back down, I of course, I had to stop in the Kittery little little Lills Lills Bakery, and I got some more of those old fashioned crullers donut deliciousness, and they're just eggy and custardy and just so good. So I I I was eating those on the plane. It was so funny because I don't know where there was one place where I went where I feel like they were they confiscated my food. Like I know you can't bring liquids through security, but. All of a sudden, I got paranoid as I was on my way to the airport thinking, are they going to take my donuts? So I'm like, I better eat one of these now because if I lose all three, I'm going to be really upset. So I I wasn't even hungry, but I like ate most of a donut just because I'm like, I'll be sad if they take these away from me. 
And I was like, should I eat my steak sandwich? I just wasn't hungry. So I was like, I'll just, uh, I guess I'll just take the risk. I'm like, I don't think they're going to take my food. And they didn't. So my food got through fine. So before I did leave Maine, though, I was, I was trying to eat, you know, I, I got the fillets because I wanted to eat some protein and I was eating eggs. But um, I did go check out this new pizza place called Brickyard Hollow. My mom had this coupon. Yes, I used a coupon. Um, you, you, people know I'm very cheap, so I like a deal. <laughs> so she had this coupon you'd like bring in, scratch off in front of them. And so I got a I uh, got a, a free small pizza when I bought a large pizza. So I'm like, perfect. Because what I wanted to do was I still had a couple days left in Maine, and I knew it was going to be like a snowstorm the next day. So I wanted to get more pizza that I could eat in one day to freeze and then be able to put in the air fryer and to eat, you know, a piece or two at night as a treat after my healthy day and after a hard day's work. It was like my my gift to myself was about my piece of pizza. I, I think you're not supposed to use um, food as, as, you know, as like celebration or, or gifts or something or re- rewards, but I do that with myself. Um, I do it with working out too. I do it with outfits or shopping. I, I do do other goals, but I also use food as a reward for myself. Um, so I did freeze a bunch of the pieces. I ate most of the margarita pizza. That was the small one that I got. I I love a margarita pizza. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love a sausage moment. I love onions and I love like pickled jalapenos and um, pepperoni. But I love a margarita pizza so light and fresh and delicious. So that was really good. And then I did go get, because I knew I'd want something sugary and sweet at night. So I did go get my two, I got two large Dairy Queen blizzards. And I got the, the best Dairy Queen blizzard that exists is my, the one I make. If you, if you're a sugar whore like I am. And I, so I put, I get a large Butterfinger Blizzard with, with, um, Oreo and Heath Bar in it. And it is so freaking good. Ugh, it's, it's like a sugar bomb went off in your body, but, and I know, you know, you know, sugar's bad for your skin. It's, it's a difficult dilemma I have here because I'm all about healthy skin and glowing skin, but I do have sugar addiction. Let's be honest. But anyway, so I ate those over the two days. They were delicious. I was rummaging through the freezer trying to find other food that was, my mom freezes a lot of stuff. So I knew there was some good stuff in there. And I came across these molasses cookies. I'm like, hmm, yum. I wonder if I can eat these. And I'm like, she won't mind. So I ate a couple of those. And let's see what else. So tomorrow I'm going to be going to dinner with my girlfriends. We're going to this amazing looking Italian place. So I'm going to be eating feasting on on pasta for sure tomorrow. So I'll be reporting on that my next episode. And I'm considering, actually, no, I'm not considering, I'm going to go get some more of those mochi donuts. I'm going to drive all the way to Camelback to get these very special mochi donuts right before I start Prolon. So I'm going to get a lot because I'm going to bring some as a gift to Chad's family because I I was didn't get a chance to drop off their Christmas gifts before I left so I'm going to bring them their Christmas gifts so I get them gift cards but I'm also going to get some mochi donuts because they must experience these mochi donuts okay 
so that was my tasty treat section. I hope all of you have had some tasty treats this week yourselves. All right, let's get into my podcast review. So I wanted to review the Taylor Strecker show, which is a show on Patreon. You do have to subscribe to it to listen, but she does have a free show called Taste of Taylor on Dear Media. I think that comes out every Thursday, but I'm just obsessed with this girl. For those of you that have been listening, you've heard this review many times, but Taylor is doing the GLP-1 medications. I think she was on Munjaro. But she's also been someone who has done Weight Watchers all her life. And I think there's two, at least at least two groups of Weight Watchers people, right? There's the people. Now, Taylor was brought to Weight Watchers at, in her youth. I think she was like 16, maybe, when she started going with her mom. Emily Lubin, host of Diet Starts Tomorrow, also was taken to Weight Watchers as a young girl. So there's 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 people out there where that like they think of it as a real negative traumatizing experience and then there's people like Taylor who really want like liked it felt like she learned things from it felt like she learned a lot about you know different types of foods and and which ones were you know better for you and which ones you know to to be careful of uh in terms of portion control and so so she always would always be like oh I'm going back to Weight Watchers I'm going back to Weight Watchers and but for her, just like all of us, or at least me, um, you know, she loves her food. She loves the indulgence. She Now, I think her maybe to a different extent, although I do see feel like a lot of people that have food issues or not full-blown eating disorders, but like food noise, disordered eating, a lot of them were brought to Weight Watchers as kids. Like they they were kind of like had the almond mom types that like kind of monitored their food instead of a mom like like mine that like fed me. And so so I think, you know, we, Taylor talks about one of the benefits for her with this, you know, these GLP-1 medications, the semaglutides, is that the, it calms the food noise or that obsession now, the question is, is that like a genetic disease? Like they're trying to kind of classify obesity as a disease, like that food noise, that loop of obsession of food. Now, does, is that genetic? Is it a, a chronic illness like like other types of diseases? Is it because you you had restriction? Like Emily thinks, Emily Lubin thinks it's all about restriction and not not being allowed to eat certain foods or, or being taught that certain foods are fat, uh, certain foods are bad, and you needed to kind of like be careful around them, and 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 so you became obsessed with them, right? So I think that for me now, I am also obsessed with food, but I I don't see my food. I don't think I have food noise. I just think I love food, and I. I like to talk about it and I like to think about it and be around it. Now, I will say when I'm, when I'm, there, there is some awkwardness sometimes when I'm at a dinner table and, you know, sometimes I'm like staring at the food and being like, when is somebody going to grab, like, it's, there, there's a little bit of that, but I think everybody experiences that, um, or at least most people. But anyway, I, I do think that. Taylor is someone who has shared her GLP-1 journey, and she has a positive uh, relationship, shall we say, with Weight Watchers, um, where she likes what she's learned from it. She likes the point system, and, you know, it kind of guides her. And so here, so she had been talking 
on some previous episodes about this like dream collab. And we didn't really know what it was until we saw, I saw her posting about it because I follow her on Instagram and she was at this GLP one TikTok house. And, and it was basically Weight Watchers had flown out a bunch of influencers um, to talk about, you know, cause Weight Watchers obviously has that clinic where they're selling the GLP one medications. And so they wanted to bring all these influencers together, have their medical director, their doctor, on site, getting interviewed, talking about the food noise, talking about the stigma. Uh, and so they share, it was, it, Taylor was just like so excited to be in that environment, to be around other people who were on these semaglutides and had also faced backlash from society for sharing it openly. Um, but, you know, she, but she was, she's very pro, right? And, and some of you may not be pro. Some of you may have alternate opinions about people taking these types of medications for weight loss. But um, but Taylor thinks very positively about it. And, you know, she is among many that think that this will become just kind of really commonplace and used more frequently and becoming more and will become more accessible to, you know, average people that, you know, don't have hundreds of thousands of dollars like she does. So now she had on um, as she was talking about this kind of collab, she had on Chris Burns. Now, Chris Burns is in a larger body. He is a comedian on Instagram. He goes by Fat Carrie Bradshaw. And so he's, you know, he's part of the LGBTQ community. He um, He's super funny. And he's, you know, and he's, he's in a larger body size. And so he... He definitely throughout the years of being on, he's one of my favorite uh, co-hosts on that show. He's just, he's hilarious, but he's also, you know, sometimes talks about the weight challenges and, and the food challenges and all of those things, which I just love people that talk about it and share about it. And so, so he was talking about how he's going on a health journey. And he, and so he talked about this first on, on his middle children podcast. And it was funny because he's, he was telling Jesse, his co-host that he's like cutting out carbs and she's like, what's a carb? And he's like, um, are you serious? And she's like, what? (laughs) Jesse's just also hilarious. I think she was high, but, um, and she used to have an eating disorder. So it is interesting that she doesn't know what a carb is. But um, but anyway, so he's telling Taylor that he's basically going on a health journey. He's like, I'm, I'm just trying to do Ozempic without the Ozempic. And Taylor's like, oh, that's really hard. And he's like, he tells her that he's trying to just cut out carbs, um, you know, and no dairy except for Sundays. Uh and he's like, but when he posts things, he's like, oh, everybody thinks they're a nutritionist online. And he's like, but he goes, he because one person did send in a comment that 130 grams of carbs is is ideal for brain function. He's like, so maybe I'll have some couscous. <laughs> and you can just tell that he is hungry and that he has been restricting. Okay. And he's just like on edge and you can tell that he's like nipping and biting at some of the things that Taylor is saying and has really harsh responses. This is actually what I thought would happen when I first did Prolon. 
And but pro on prolon though, you are getting carbs. Like basically everything that you're eating for the most part, except like the olives, basically have carbs in them. And it's you know so it's plant based. What Chris is doing is basically protein, like animal protein and vegetables. And I will say that when I have done, you know, diets or, or, or cleanses or resets or whatever you want to call them for a period of time where it was just animal protein and vegetables, I was a crabby, cranky biatch. And I did think that that's how I would be on Prolon. Now, I wasn't like that. And I think honestly, because it's it's very different, I think, when you're eating just animal protein versus something like the soups they give you, which are filling um, and have salt and have, uh, you know, have carbs in them. And I, I don't know, I, I just, I wasn't cranky. Now, did I miss like munching and crunching on things at night? Yes. But it wasn't like the same kind of feeling like never feeling full or never feeling satisfied or like like I like cuz I I'm never really when I'm just eating protein and vegetables with no starchy, you know, kind of like rice or 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 bread or um, you know, quinoa or something kind of as like that starch or carb, like that kind of carb is waste. Obviously there's carbs and vegetables, but the, the amount of carbs and vegetables is not that satisfying, right? Like I can eat a salad with chicken on it and and be f- technically full, but still feel hungry, you know? And, and I think that the satiety that that starchiness gives you is what I miss, what I, what I miss and what that's what makes me cranky when I'm only eating, like doing like a protein vegetable type of thing versus doing something like prolon. And you can hear it in Chris's voice. So I'm going to give you some examples as I do this, this review. Um, so, so Taylor, like at one point through the episode was talking about like, oh, she's like, oh, I got this food and this food and this food. And you could tell it was just like making him hungry as he's hearing about her eating. And he's like, He's like, what, did the Ozempic wear off or something? <laughs> and she's like, yes, actually. She's like, I, t- I forgot to bring it to LA with me. So yeah, I was getting hungry again. And he's like, sounds like you had a had a hell of a time housing a bunch of food last night. And you can just tell he's like jealous and angry because he's hungry, you know, and on edge. And, you know, he, Taylor, through another section in the podcast, Taylor's talking about meeting Telly Mellencamp and who she's never really liked. And and all of a sudden, because she met him, met her, she likes her. And Chris is like, of course you do. You know, why don't you hire her to be your accountability coach and she can text you and tell you you're a dumb fat bitch all the time. <laughs> this is what he says to her. And he's joking, but there's like that edge of like hunger, <laughs> like the, the angry hunger, you know, in his voice. And, um, he's, he's like, you know, you ate oatmeal, you're disgusting. He's like pretending to be one of, um, Teddy's, uh, accountability coaches, like yelling at people through text that they're disgusting for eating oatmeal. Uh, it's just, again, hilarious, but, but he starts saying how he's gone to rumble nine times out of, out of, uh, 22 days and, um, or no, I think it was 12 days actually. So Rumble is like this high intensity workout that he's been doing. 
uh, that's, you know, very challenging. He's been building muscle. I think before this, he had been doing the rumble and was feeling better. I had actually talked about this on a recent episode where I was talking about how, um, you know, does fitness build confidence? And I was talking about him specifically because, yes, he was in a larger body. He wasn't really, I don't think he was cutting back on what he was eating, but he was stronger and fit and had more muscle mass. And he really did look better and was more confident, like you could tell. And, but I think now adding the food piece in, of course, he's going to lose weight. So it'll be interesting to see. And Taylor's like, look, I support it. But she's like, why? She's like, why aren't you using, she's basically like, why aren't you taking the, the, she's like, why are you going this, this much more difficult path and this old fashioned way when you can basically use these semaglutides and get there in an easier fashion? And he's like, I did think about it. He's like, I thought about going on the expressway. And Taylor's like, yeah, it's called a highway instead of the back roads with potholes in them. And he starts saying that, you know, well, one of the things he's like, I haven't had a physical in a decade. He goes, you know, my brother had cancer last year and this year he very much wants to prioritize his health. And side note, you know, when they say diets don't work, like, and it, it would be them talking about someone like Chris, right? Because Chris has been in a large body, it seems like most of his life, but it, and it doesn't seem like he's really had a consistent workout schedule, right? Like this rumble thing is is probably the first time he's been really consistent with working out. And so, you know, the I think the hardest part is losing the weight, right? Because if you start to work out and you and you can get into a regular workout routine, once you, you know, if if you torture yourself like he is, with cutting back on starchy foods, high, you know, high starch foods, and you do end up losing the weight, if then you just keep exercising, you can eat so much more. Like you can eat the indulgent stuff. And if as long as you're balancing it with working out and some level of nutrition, that's where I think diets can work, or at least healthy lifestyles that are are doable. Right. And and so if you're able to make some healthy habit changes, it's not like going on a diet. It's incorporating healthy habits for life. Um, that's where I think you can see success. Now, getting down there is hard. He's trying to do it without something like Ozempic that takes the, the hunger away and takes the cravings away. That's where it's really hard and where most people go backwards because you know, a lot of times you can only restrict yourself and white knuckle not eating processed delicious pasta and food and stuff like that for so long before you, you you know, and some people just completely lose control if they're, if they've been restricted. So if you can find a way to enjoy the healthy foods, incorporate some working out and do it in a way that is not torture for you, and then you keep some healthy habits, you know, and, and you're working out. I think that that's where you can see long lasting results personally. Um, but anyway, so he, he says ultimately one of the reasons that he decided not to start with Ozempic or a semaglutide is he, he knows he has an addictive personality and he doesn't want to have to use something like that for the rest of his life. He's like, also my parents wouldn't like it. <laughs> and, and Taylor's like, oh, I totally understand parent shame. Um, and he's like, your body, your choice. Or that's what she said. And Chris is like, I'm probably in the best health since childhood. 
He's like, I kind of wish I had gone to the doctor before I started like going, you know, rumbling and starting this health kick. He goes, so I had like a true baseline of really, you know, where I was at. He goes, but, you know, he's like, I haven't gone to a doctor in, in so long since childhood, really. And he's like, because I had this really bad childhood experience where, you know, I had a rash from like head to toe and he was taken to a doctor by his parents and the doctor just blamed it on his weight and said he had to lose weight. And and Taylor started, and, and this is exactly what I was saying that came up as a topic, right? This healthcare discrimination. So to hear it from Chris was it really hit home the point for me that this really does happen a lot to people in larger body sizes. Um, that anything that they, you know, they go to the healthcare provider, their their PCP, their primary care doctor for a checkup or because they have a migraine or because they have a rash or because they have pain in a certain area. And the doctor just blanket says it's because you have to lose weight instead of treating the real issue. And that's not something that's experienced by you know, societally approved bodies, if you will, right? People in smaller bodies that they have better health care because the doctors really listen to their symptoms and and try to offer a diagnosis for it versus just blaming it on their weight. So so I, I talked I've talked about that in so many different episodes. It's been brought up by a lot of different fat influencers. And to hear Chris talk about it was really heartbreaking and it really hit home that you know, this is a this is a real issue for for fat people, for people in larger body sizes, why you know, they don't necessarily want to go see their doctor when they have an issue come up. Um, and and Taylor started to talk about, you know, what she what she learned. Um, so she she's like, oh, my God, she's like, I was when I was at the Weight Watcher Clinic uh, doing this influencer thing. She's like, they a lot of people were talking about healthcare discrimination. And she kind of went off on a tangent and I thought she wasn't going to get back to it, but she finally did later, later in the, the episode. Um, you know, she, she, a lot of people shared their stories about the fat phobia that they had faced. Um, and, and she's like, it, it totally makes sense why you have trauma and why you avoid doctors. And, Chris is like, yeah, I remember doctors saying, you know, things to my parents at a very early age. And he's like, and my grandmother was misdiagnosed, you know, he's like, and I don't know if it would have mattered, but, you know, they missed the cancer thinking it was just depression. And, you know, and then, you know, a week later, they they found like stage four cancer or they finally did find stage four cancer and she died. And. And then he's like, and two of my friends dated surgeons and they were the worst people in the world. He's like, so I just have a little thing against doctors. And um, and it's interesting. I am reading a book right now that's all about it's it's written by a surgeon and it talks about how all doctors make mistakes and how surgeons make mistakes and how they are often just bumbling their way through because they might have never done a procedure before and it's actually quite scary to read this book. I'm like, oh, Jesus. I'm like, I don't like it makes me it's definitely going to make me think again about ha ever having an I've never really had elective surgery. Well, I guess I did do the LASIK eye surgery. Yeah. I mean, you know, anybody thinking about having plastic surgery, it really is a huge risk. 
you know, Kanye's mom died on the table having plastic surgery. There was somebody else just recently. Who was it? I just heard the story recently about somebody that had was having plastic surgery and had complications and almost died. Oh, oh, Sophia with an F on her podcast was talking about how her mom almost died getting a BBL. And actually, I've heard BBLs are actually did an episode on this a long time ago, how dangerous BBLs are. Um, Those are the Brazilian butt lifts. But yeah, (laughs) after reading this book, or I'm not through it yet, but I'm not going under the knife for now. Who knows? Maybe I will at some point, but I don't know. It it will give me pause. Anyway, getting back to the podcast. uh, So Taylor's like, we need to find you a new doctor, a good doctor, someone, you know, someone that's not fat phobic. And there are, there are doctors out there that are known to, to be like body positive or body neutral doctors. So hopefully he got a referral. He said he did get a good referral. So he's like, we'll see. You know, Taylor's like, you know, they doctors used to think they that they were gods. He goes, but they're changing. He goes, you know, now it's more about, you know, kind of supporting the patient. So it doesn't sound like Chris has completely rule, ruled out semaglutides, but he wants to go have his physical first and wait to talk to his doctor. And, you know, it sounds like he wants to do it the the natural way, which, you know, ultimately... If you don't want to be on these forever and you do want lasting results, I mean, I, I do think that the way that, you know, Ben Soffer or Boy With No Job is doing it, where he lost 60 pounds using the semaglutides and now is in a regular workout routine and eating healthier and doing all the right things in terms of healthy habits to maintain it. So that's what I'm going to be really curious about. He's going to be a really good, him and his wife, Claudia, are going to be good test cases Taylor, not so much. I mean, Taylor doesn't seem to be trying to change her her eating habits or her exercise habits yet. Um, I feel like she did for a hot second, but it hasn't been anything that she's consistently doing. And I, I just think I hope for for her, you know, if she if she doesn't, I don't think she cares if she has to be on them for the rest of her life. I think she'd rather have the lifestyle she wants as far as not feeling like she needs to work out regularly. And just knowing that, oh, I can just go back on these semaglutides. But um, anyway, I, I do, I think that the way that Ben and Claudia are doing it is the best way, in my own personal opinion. Feel free to share yours. You can DM me at the Diet Obsessed Podcast. Um, next week will be an episode of Craving More. So if you want to listen to that, you can go to the link in my bio and subscribe to Craving More through either Apple Podcasts or you can do it through Patreon. I have three levels of tiers on Patreon, so you can check that out. Um, If you have any ideas for shows you'd like me to review, uh, please feel free to DM me. If you have any comments, feedback, um, I'd love it if you'd leave it in a review. (laughs) That means the world to us podcasters. Leave some stars, leave a comment, even if you hate me. I mean, the haters love to leave comments, so please do. It does help. Uh, And until we meet again... I hope all of you have a very balanced week.